Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. Yeah, just go ahead and ask me any gaming question. Uh, what about, um, Squidge, help me out. Some kind of idea? Nah, this interview is over. Sorry. Welcome to another episode of The Waffle and Tellers, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Gabrogman, also known as Jay sometimes. And with me, as always, except for the five times that he wasn't there, it is hashtag hello, Squidgy. How are you, Squidgy? Hello, Squidgy. Hi, Squidgy. How are you, Squidgy? Hello, Squidgy. Exactly. And <laughs> with us um, for the first time, I think, this year, maybe. I'm not sure. We'll have to check the stats. But at least the first time today, um, we have <laughs> Chief. How are you, Chief? I'm, all, I'm very well, very well, thanks. Uh, uh, pleasure to be back. Fantastic. I think it is a year. Yeah. I think it is this year. Yeah, it's possible, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, yeah. It yes. is a pleasure to have you back on the show, most definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely the first time we've had you on the show since we've redesigned the website. I don't know whether you've had a chance to check it out yet. It will be no surprise I have not checked it you out. You have not checked but it out. I urge other listeners to check that out like right now well not not right now but after that's the magic of podcasting you can do stuff while listening well I'd rather you didn't I wanted to pay full attention to the podcast and then go to the website you want them to pay full attention to what you're saying and what you're doing do you well well, (laughs) I can do this later (laughs) so uh, for the listeners I'm just showing uh, Chief the website so we've got I've pulled up Necromorphed in the Face which is an episode we did with the B. We now have a players section. So each person on the on the pod gets an image and we have a little embedded player and some show notes and stuff. So that's all that's all new and it's super duper fast. I am well proud of how fast I've got it to, to load. The uh, the homepage loads in 289 milliseconds, which is just, you can't, you, you'd be hard pressed to be able to beat that. I'm just showing off. I'm really proud of the work that I've done there. Um, and I really like the design that, that Squidge and I have worked on. We've still got a few things to do. Like, um, uh, as of recording, it was only a day or so ago that we uh, re-enabled the uh, comments on the website. So, um, yeah, so there's still a few things to do. I've still got a few tweaks to make. But once I've made those tweaks and it's done, then it will be wonderful. Um, So, yeah, definitely check out the website. There'll be a link in your podcatcher, definitely. But um, since it's been a while, I know that Squidge and I recorded a pod yesterday that we're going to put out, hopefully, if we can get it done. Um, but we Once didn't finish editing it. That's true. We didn't do the um, any of the normal segments that we do, so I thought maybe we could start off today's episode with Chief and finding out what he's been playing since he was last on. So what have you been playing, Chief? Well, most recently I've been playing uh, a little bit of Dragon Age Inquisition. Got back into that. It's an old game, but I've come back to it. Yeah. Uh, what else? I have been playing the PES 2020 demo. I'm the big fan of the football, and yep. this year it it really is a lot of fun. So you uh, decided to get the demo because it's cheaper. Well, it's not out yet, but it's like it's like um um. It's the most played demo ever, because it, it, it has like a short match time limit. 
So you literally the 25 minutes kicks you off and then you have to redo it. But I've kept playing it because it's genuinely really good fun. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's basically what I've been playing. So, so what makes PES 2020, as someone who doesn't play any of the football games, mm. or for our international listener, soccer games... Um, <laughs> it's football, not hand eggs. That's the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what makes the Pro Evolution Soccer 2020 game... Better or worse than, say, FIFA 2019? What's what's the difference? What makes it more fun? Well, the age-old debate is that FIFA has all the licences uh, and PES does not. Mm-hmm. So, But the gameplay, the actual football, the, the, the actual physics of how it works and the feel of the actual gameplay has always been better on PES. Well, that's my feeling anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether, whereas FIFA tends to be, oh, it's got it's got all the it's got all the licensed character teams and everything and um, characters. Characters, makes yeah, it sound, <laughs> makes it sound like wrestlers. I know. It? Yeah. Well, that, that's the. It's called Messi, thing. but in real life, it's Jonathan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they have a similar thing in in, in the WWE games when they, when they because you, you want all your wrestlers really, don't they? So, okay. but but the, the football, the actual on the. Pitch football stuff is better in PES, and also if you're a proud owner of a PlayStation, you can actually uh, buy like an option file where uh, where where it where it edits all the stuff out uh, to, to 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 the real licensed teams and stuff. So it give the real names and the real kits, kits and, and stuff. stuff. So you can yeah. you can you can download mods to update everything. What yeah, if I'm so. an owner of a PlayStation but not a proud one? Do I do I have to be proud? Well, to... I think Sony have said. You've got I'd rather proud. you didn't if you're not proud. Right, okay. But I'll let it go. You, you, you can play. You, you can, can play. bypass it by just buying like a plastic crown, putting that on your head. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Re, 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 regal outstrips proud. Right, so you can be see. regal. You can be so, a regal player. Right, okay, that makes sense. I'm sure Sony just care if you just pay them the money. Exactly. <laughs> the money you you can do what you want as, as, as long Fair as. Enough. But um, yeah, the gameplay is better. The actual gameplay is better. But maybe the the presentation is probably better on FIFA. Uh, but uh, if is, you is, just... is it FIFA or Pez where if you push a button combination, you can fake an injury? Is it FIFA? I think they took that out of FIFA, but I oh. think on PES, you, certainly a few years ago, if you held like a combination of buttons together, you could dive, which, which you know is a part of the game. You know, we we, we like. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was. I, 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 I want to find which version of FIFA it is where you push a button combination and just fall in front of a ref and see if I get. A I think it I, sounds yeah. bad if FIFA do that because they are the official. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. football governing body. It, it was either uh, that, or it was it was like a like one of those secret codes or combinations of game that you could do that they just included. I think it, yeah. can't be too sure, but it'd be really cool I, if you could. I <laughs> get that that if it wasn't included in FIFA, it's because they want it to look professional. But every it's it's like an open secret. Everyone knows that football yeah. players take dives. Yeah, and you know, um, there's that. It's just part of the game, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, it shouldn't yeah. be, but it is. There's that wonderful bit by um, Robin Williams where he goes. You know, the football player falls to the floor and says, Ah, I've been killed! I'm dying! I'm... Oh, no, no one looking at me. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, right, up... get back up, yeah. yeah all, up. All, all the Lee Evans thing where it was, Ah, you tap his foot. Ah, chop it off of me. It's no good for me now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, right. 
and and we all know it's like it's almost like an accepted thing about the the game, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was watching a little bit of I think it was an England game last night, and someone literally did that. They just kind of running along and just <laughs> poof, fell on the floor and was like, "Oh no, it's this!" And I'm convinced. <laughs> I am convinced that certain football players take acting uh, acting lessons because the dive that he took mm. looked so explosive. Like he leapt into the like two or three feet into the air. His arms came and splayed out, and then he hit the floor and rolled. It was like an well, action movie. What, what, what I love most about when people take dives is if this is the most common one. Mm-hmm. It's where someone accidentally trips. Now, if you trip over someone, you roll, you just get back up. If you want to take a dive, you trip, they roll, then they roll onto the back and put the hands over the face like they've just been slapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, if anything, it'd be your knees at your head. Yeah, then they get so. up. I watched this one. Someone did that. They got awarded a free kick. Yeah. Right. They got up and they were limping because the foot were hurting, but their yeah. hands were over the face. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's just football tradition, and you know, you know the the more football tradition do, like doping in cycling. You know, <laughs> blood doping in cycling. Everyone does it. Except for the people that don't, and then get found out twenty years later that they did. Yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> like, uh, like daytime talk show host wearing wigs anyway anyway right let's move away from this because I've got a feeling we've just alienated all two of the listeners who like football yeah so, Joe <laughs> will you stop calling out Jay-Z on the podcast no okay fair enough yeah Joe so, stop calling yourself out <laughs> so, so you stop hitting yourself stop hitting yourself no um, so by we, Pez 2020 okay so that's, that's <laughs> not sponsored by <laughs> Pez 2020 not sponsored by Konami okay right so, <laughs> sweet Jaffa Cake money no not gonna happen <laughs> unaffiliated have, Jaffa Cake money we do have Jaffa Cakes so obviously we've been sponsored there are right. other confectionaries available oh, of course yeah we're taking the BBC bit, but yeah. only Jaffa Cakes has the sweet centre no <laughs> well I mean if you've had a Jaffa Cake ever leave a comment on the episode and tell us what you think I mean generally they're awful products aren't they Jaffa Cake get out well I mean I, I, think, I think we said this earlier on right? right we said this earlier on offline when uh, when Chief was saying I don't think I've had a Jaffa Cake in years mm-hmm. and the thing is that they're always around so you take them for granted well there's no need to consume one um, I mean it's not a cake it's, ba- it's basically a biscuit yeah but it's not though it's a cake well, like for legal reasons, it's a cake. Oh. Like for legal and tax reasons. <laughs> okay. Right. Sure. I will put the link in the show notes. Go read the Wikipedia article for Jaffa cakes. It goes into a huge amount of detail as to um, when McVitie's was um, taken to court by HMRC because they hadn't paid tax on Jaffa cakes because they were at the time classed as biscuits. Biscuits have a higher tax band than cakes do, and essentially. They, they showed that Jaffa cakes are cakes and not biscuits because when biscuits go off, they go soft. And when cakes go off, they go hard. And Jaffa cakes, when they go off, they go hard. Therefore, they are a cake and not subject to the biscuit tax laws. That may be, but I, all the way through that explanation, was thinking, would I eat it with a knife and fork on a plate? <laughs> Well, that's very true. I do eat cake with a fork because you're supposed to eat cake with a fork. Mm. All civilised people eat cake with a fork. Uh, well, yeah. The look, the look that Squidgy is giving me right now. Yeah, you, you, if you had to put a sound effect to that look, what would it be? Just utter confusion. What? No, I've, I've got the perfect sound effect for that one. I just don't know how to search for it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, probably best not to. Yeah, not right now. But that's fine. Okay, so... so yeah, I, from... I don't edit while we're doing it. I'm not that good yet. No, not yet. <laughs> quantum editing. You're in a quantum state of recording and editing at the same time. Just me behind myself with a laptop. You know? Yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that that's probably going to be the next James Bond movie, the quantum editing of solaceness. What? Just, yes. What? Yes. I actually the right, quantum just, what of right, what? Side note, right? I actually, that's what it'll be called, the quantum what of what? <laughs> yes. That episode title. Write that down. <laughs> James Bond starring in the quantum what of what? What of what? <laughs> Brilliant. But yeah, um, I read on Twitter the other day. Somebody had put up um, when I when I when I when I meet someone for the first time in years, I don't ask them how are you doing because if I can't remember what they do, I just say how's your podcast going, and that hit me right right where I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, as an artwork that explains your podcast, great, isn't it? So, yep. which by the way, we're going to get you on. Oh, oh, hmm. yes. <laughs> oh, we're waiting for some. Some artistic. Uh, well, we'll start that afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chief, so, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Got yes. some Look ideas. To that. It, might, it might be a surprise, or it might be what you asked for. So. Yes. Uh, okay. So, um, apart from PES twenty twenty, the demo and uh, Dragon Age, whatever it was, Inqu- oh, Dragon Age was what? Inquisition. It, it, Inquisition. it was a really good game, but some for some reason I, I felt I, I really wanted to play it again, and it's all right. <laughs> Inquisition's <laughs> all right. It's just got massively open world. Mm. and it doesn't tell you what areas have got the harder enemies you just go in and get hit and then die but the for people who really wanted to play Dragon Age Inquisition the thing that I didn't get was you go to a website you log in with your Bioware account uh, and, the and you Dragon answer, Keep the Dragon Keep you answer yeah. 250 questions of course and that edits your gaming experience in Dragon Age to how you want it if you don't it just picks it. Just as a default. I mean, I don't see, don't see why they didn't just include that in the game itself, like they did with uh, Mass Effect. No, no, you, that was a, that was a DLC, wasn't it? I'm not quite sure. Yeah, it was, um, it, was it was called Genesis. That one where you was it, right? it was for between one and two and two and three. If you were going to play a one and two, mm. you started up Mass Effect two and had a thing to play Genesis, and it asked you the questions from the first one. Yeah, and then was, you was that to play right? The third one. It asked you the question from both the first and the second for the major decisions. Well, my so point was that it, it, it was that you know it didn't have to go to an outside site and then bring it back in. It was just included in the game experience, so you load yeah. it up, it'll ask you uh, blah 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 what happened here. I never did. I but never did. It, 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 it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. I, I know anyway. the B did when he played it. He, he went through all the questions. Oh, okay. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, I've got a bone to pick with him. I, I don't have. He's got a bone to pick with him. That's it. We pick one. <laughs> it's a, it's a, what do they call it? It's a, not a slam down, not a smack down. What is it? Like a showdown? No, that, I can't think of the word. When you call someone out. A hoedown? No, that's B, I'm challenging you. This is what I hear when I'm going insane. Yeah. Um, do you mean uh, showdown? Maybe. Shout yeah. out. Um, I don't know. We call like a gentlemanly out. duel, like like you could have pistols at dawn or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tap the table. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, yes. Um, to so basically those two then. Yeah, I can't remember what else I've really been playing. Um, oh, Persona Five. Okay. No, you haven't. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I got it. Hang on, I feel like there's a bit of a story there. Yeah, he yeah, hasn't been playing Persona there, 5. There, isn't, there is a story here. Okay. But, so Persona 5, I just decided to, to, to purchase it because it was, it was on sale. I thought, oh, this is good fun. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, I'm, and obviously I've never played a Persona game before, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the hell's going on on all, on all the little systems and stuff. But um, So I played maybe about 10 hours of it, but my niece took a real shine to it. So she's she's played like like forty odd plus hours on it. And wow! She's got to like the the third palace. 
So, but she, she's she's and and she's put it on easy, and so she's beginning to understand the the concepts of a turn-based battle system. That it's, must be a nightmare for you. Well, yeah, Mister Difficult as all. B- you get the, the, and then refuses to turn it down. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Witcher three's a chore for you three. now. It used to be well, nice. I, do, I, I, I had it, I've done it so far in Deathmatch, but I've got stuck on this boss at the end of the Hearts of Stone DLC. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. I've, I've told him God knows how many times, turn it down for one battle, but you won't do it. Nah, this just feels... I've got to keep going, <laughs> even though it's hard. But yeah, so, so that's, so that's it. Uh, a bit of Persona 5. A good game. A good game. Um, it, 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 it's a little drawn out, bit odd. It's a Persona game, of course. It's drawn out and odd. Yeah, it, it, it's good though. <laughs> it, it's, it's definitely worth playing. Um, it's, it's an acquired taste. It is an acquired taste. It's, uh, but generally pretty good. Actually, generally pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I I really did like Persona Four. I love that game. And I keep coming back to it. On my Is that PS- the one on the PS Two that came out yeah, years later? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I, I absolutely. Don't. I don't think it came out years later, but it's it's one that I didn't know about for the longest time, mm. and um, I actually got the Japanese version of the game. Yeah, because yeah. the version that I have has uh, English on-screen text as well. Yeah, and like the dialogue fits a little better with the animations. It's not brilliant. But it does feel a little better with the animations. Yeah. Um, but just like I don't know whether it's like this on Persona Five, but sometimes when you get into a battle, you can do like a almost like a rush mode. Like one of the characters will go, "That's it, get him!" and you hit this button, and all three of your party will rush in. There's, and there's like, like an like all a dust cloud. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a big dust cloud, and he's like, like arms and legs, <laughs> yeah, fish yeah, power and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First bet. time I saw him do that, I was in stitches on the floor. I just kept saying, "Do it again." It is Go quite again. a fun game, and and the art style's nice and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's hmm. um, it's good. It's good. I, I don't okay. have. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's I, cool. Yeah, I, I don't have any more thoughts. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So, what about you, Scrooge? What have you been playing? No, no, recently? you next. No, you go first. Yes. My list is always really short anyway. I've no, like... short. Yeah. Okay, so um, so far this month, I guess, all that I've been playing, really, is Resident Evil 2, uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2, not Resident Evil 2. That's it, fist bump. Resident oh. Evil Revelations 2 uh, raid mode, because I absolutely love that game. It's like you start a stage, you've got three, four, five minutes, and you're just running around routing zombies, not, well, enemies, not not killing yeah, yeah. them, not destroying them, routing them. You shoot them in the face with uh, with a shotgun and blows their head off. You didn't kill them, you've routed them. But other than that, it is loads of fun. Um, with Squidge's uh, expert tutelage, I've unlocked uh, Chris um, Maloon, uh, Maloon, Chris Melon Stealing um, Stuffing uh, Redfield. Uh, in Resident Evil 5, he had such big biceps that the internet said he'd been shoving melons up there. Um, trying to um, smuggle melons. Smuggle melons it. up his shirt. It's yeah, like- that's what yeah, when he's not punching balls. So I've unlocked Chris, right? And one of his like passive skills. Each character has a passive has a bunch of passive skills. One of his passive skills is a rocket launcher. Like you can hit on the because I'm playing it on PC. <laughs> okay. You hit shift and then hit fire. He just pulls a rocket launcher out of nowhere and fires it, and it just obliterates everything. It's, rocket launcher. That's the one. Yeah. It's loads of fun. It is loads of fun. Um, and like I say, it's brilliant for like pick up and play. You just start the game up, you play it for five ten minutes, and then you shut it down. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Before my um, before my laptop finally died. Broke, yeah. We played it, didn't we? A lot. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was leveling up your Barry motherfucker. That's the one. I said it correctly. <laughs> I have to say it like that, otherwise he complained. Oh really? Well, you've got to say his name, right? <laughs> mm. So, what have you been playing then, Squidge? Um, 
a lot of things considering the um, the summer gaming drought's gone. Mm. Um, and I learned this when I turned on my Switch, and then I turned on my Xbox, and then realised that there was games coming out left, right, and centre. A lot of more to play for ages, mm-hmm. and they were just there. So I downloaded them, and then the next day there was another one I was waiting for, and the next day another one I was waiting for. So it's been expensive so far, um, but it's been fun. So the mixture of games I've been playing is like the Final Fantasy VIII remake, and mm. I, I showed you how early I was in the game and how much I was overpowered. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. The 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 console version of Torchlight Two, oh, yes, that's finally come yeah. out. Um, and I I took a picture of my uh, my character on the Switch version with my unicorn, which I called Chubs. Hmm. Um, that was the unique pet for the Switch version. I've been playing. Um, I was trying to finish off Phoenix Wright before everything kicked off. Um, I've got um, a co-op beat the crap out of them game in the name which only came out this week called uh, River City Girls, which is the story of River City Ransom, but from the girls' point of view. So the girls don't go, don't get kidnapped. The guys do, and the girls have to go rescue them. Right, okay. and it's it's real fun game, especially when you can pick up all sorts of weapons. And use them. And I picked up a dodgeball mm. and I threw it, and the guy moved and it bounced off the wall, hit me in the face, and knocked me back mm. <laughs> instead. <laughs> you can use yo yo's, um, baseballs, dodgeballs, chains. I've used a trash bin, I've smashed someone on the head with the bench. Mm. Um, I've gained a skill where I can pick up enemies that I've downed and smack people with them. <laughs> you ever been so hungry you had to hit a b- with another? B- <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, you can also, any enemy that you encounter, you can recruit them. And every so often when a, when a bar fills up, you, you can push a button and they'll jump in and help you out. Mm. So I've had a cheerleader on my team as a recruit. I've had uh, a jock, um, a high school girl who does a lot of kicks. I've had a police officer who throws stun grenades. I've had uh, a character that looks suspiciously like King, the wrestler from Tekken, oh, who jumps in and throws people around. Oh, yes. that's a um, memory. That's a trip down memory lane. We've... For another time. For another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I've been playing that. Um, I've been playing. What else have I been playing? Um, this is intermittent between I've I've got all the unlocks from the the latest season of Diablo three, so I don't have to go on that again. I like getting them on. Is that still going? Yeah, yeah. Diablo three. So there's still stuff. The, what, what they do is they every so often they do a new season. New season's got new rewards. Mm. So it and you've got to start a fresh character in the season, so you've got to start again. But I've got that many characters that I start again just for the season. I'm running out of room for them. Mm. Um, but I've got them. I'm just going through in, intermittent between games that I was playing before and all the new ones that are coming out next week. There's Borderlands 3. There's there's other games not long after that. I mean, sort of the end of this month going into next month, it's they're all coming out. Mm. You know, I've, I've got a limited time to play that before me and that guy over there go to EGX. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm really jealous of that. That that should be a lot of fun. You, you said um, mention it again, so I did. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So for those who don't know, EGX is the European Gamer Expo, and it's happening in London. Um, as we're recording this, it's a, a pretty much a month from today. So we're yeah. So it's a month and a bit from today. Mm. So essentially, October. We're not sure what we're going to do for the podcast. I think. Uh, my current plan is that we're going to take our recording equipment and record a bunch of shorter ones that we do at the end of each day and maybe capture some audio whilst we're there and just put out a little thing every couple of, every at the end, maybe at the end of each day or at the end of the whole thing. We're not sure yet. At that, at that point, I should be all right with the editing, so I'll just clean it up and we can push it out at the end of each day. Exactly, yeah. We'll figure that it, out we'll as we get to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the question about the expo, is it an industry-only expo? No, no, it's it's it's... 
it's not well i mean there are industry people there but it's like more for do you want to come along and see the latest games and yeah and like so one of the things they're doing is they've got um video game streamers there and they're right. going to be doing um what do you call them the speed runs um mm. so is it bexy the, 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 the fourth day is going to be a speed run showcase and um, I can't remember. It's Bexy something. She's got a number after her name. She does Resident Evil runs and Tomb Raider runs and all sorts of different runs. I, I watch her on Twitch a bit. And it'd be nice to actually go see her play live and possibly mm-hmm. meet her afterwards. Yeah, and so Hello! There's, 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 um, there's, there's a guy there who's doing um, in the original Resident Evil 2, Leon A and Leon B, back-to-back. Mm. So that should be fun to watch. Well, um, and from looking at the website, it looks like it's going to be Leon A and B. It's just listed as Resident Evil 2 Classic Leon, mm. and there's a two-hour slot. Now, I know from watching Squidgy do it, you can finish Leon A in 45 minutes. So that two-hour slot is obviously going to be, from my point of view, A and B. And uh, I don't mean to sound horrible to you, Squidge. You're not a professional speedrunner. Also, to add that, the when I did 45 minutes, it was on the N64, and it wasn't recorded, so I'm not claiming that to be a world record. That's fair enough. Because it's 50-odd yeah. minutes well, right? But yeah, so like, um, so it's a four-day event, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We've got what are called super passes, which get us in before the, I don't want to say normies, but the General people public. who have... Oh, it's disgusting. You know what I mean? The, <laughs> the people who didn't buy the super passes, yeah, 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 they yeah. get in, I think, two hours after us, yeah. and we get to stay until 10 p.m. as well. So we're in early and stay Ooh. late if we want. Oh, that's it'll be a really interesting thing to, to go. Yeah, through. yeah. I like, I like stuff like it's, it's, get it's, swag as well. We get a yeah, bag and a yeah. lanyard and yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And, and we're, free stuff. Yes, <laughs> and we're gonna have free stuff to give away at EGX as well. So okay. we're still if, working on it. If you happen to listen to the show and you're going to be at EGX, find us. Uh, we'll, we'll be wearing jackets, won't we? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put out tweets each day with vaguely what we look like. Maybe a mirror selfie or something before we set off or something. Mm. Um, Carnation or something. Exactly, right. <laughs> <laughs> but then, and, and we're going to have some stuff to give away. We're not sure what yet because I'm still in the process of figuring out where to source the stuff from. So um, I'm looking at local to me suppliers. That way we can get them quickly or maybe I can pop in and have a look at the quality of their stuff. So we're thinking maybe lanyards and you know those little rubber um, wristbands that you can get and maybe if we both agree on it because uh, i brought it up with squidge once yesterday and we're not sure about it maybe water bottles because at these events you've got to stay hydrated that's my thought on it but we'll see what we've got we're, we're hoping to have some more stickers and all that kind of stuff um deodorant and... deodorant would be nice well yeah i was <laughs> well as... what now or <laughs> so, as, so as someone who's been to a lot of conferences and expos for programming mm. i would say that if we can swing it, I want to try and get some little hand sanitizers as well, you know, blobs of hand sanitizer, yes. because there is a real thing that you come back from a conference or an expo with, with conference yeah, flu, exactly. because, yeah, yeah. you know, you're sneezing into your hands and then shaking people's hands. Seems like a health expo, this, isn't it? Like, yeah, right? <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're yet to figure out what we're going to have to give away, but we're going to, whatever we have to give away will be to give away for free. So it's literally a case of, if you spot us, Come over and say, "Hey, it's the Waffling Tailors or something along them lines." Just let us know that you know who we are and that and that you you know that you maybe listen to the show or you're going to listen to the show and you'll get some free stuff. Whatever we've got to give away for free, you can have whatever it is. You but know, it's, just, if if we run out, then I don't yeah, know. I'll, yeah, I'll give out first, hugs or something. I don't know. Yeah, first come first serves. Maybe not hugs because that's a bit weird. But <laughs> if, if you want one, I don't mind. <laughs> but that's what we'll do. We'll give out whatever we've you know whatever we've got to give away. It's everyone's for free. Um, 
And that's, you know, that's like, so RJJ, that's the company that loans mine and Squidgy's time to make this. Mm. They're paying for us to go and paying for us to have stuff to give away. So, mm. you know, that's thanks to them. But yeah, so we're going to be at EGX. And the other thing that they do in there is they're doing like, um, it's called the left field area. So these are games that are a little bit less traditional. Um, traditional. In yeah. So like rather than a runny shooty platformer, it'll be a, Again, don't want to use the phrase, but a weird indie title, you know what I mean? An off yeah, the track, yeah. a, off a, the... a, little, a little different. Yeah, yeah but they've got like, um, they've got the Streets of Rage 4 demo that, that is being shown off <laughs> around the world. So Squidgy will get to sort of kick mm. butt on that. Um, and they've got, they've got all sorts. They've got talks by industry experts. So I might want to go to a few of those. Um, and then they've, so they've got talks, they've got all sorts going on. It's not just walk into a conference center and play video games all day. There's all sorts going on. So Squidge are gonna Squidge and I are gonna come up with like a plan for which things we want to go see and when and where and stuff. And we're basically just gonna do that. I'm sure it'd be nice to meet some like minded people as well. Well so, you know. hmm. one of the things that we're trying to arrange is that we know that one of the dudes from the Arcade Attack podcast is gonna be there. And I've asked them if they would let us know which day they're there and whether they want to meet up and we can meet up during the thing and just say hello. Say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seems, I think that would be quite nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, we're going to be in, we're going to be essentially in London from the Wednesday beforehand to the Monday afterwards. Mm. So yeah, it's going to be loads of fun. And then, I'm yeah. Expensive. Well, yeah, but it, it it'd be not, fun. It's more fun. You've got to do it. Got yeah. to do it. It's, it's, You're not going to one every day, are you? So exactly, okay. right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. First one. Yeah. It should be interesting for exactly. me. First conference slash gig I've gone to. Yeah. Just, uh, no, I think it's going to be good. It, yeah, I think you're going to like it. We've got that coming up, and that that might that might affect the episodes we put out in the next month or so. But what we're hoping to do is maybe record loads of content whilst we're there. But also, um, by the time this episode goes out, we'll be at the Leeds Retro Fair. I want to say in Leeds, but obviously it's obvious. Um, the Retro Video Game Fair in Leeds. So if you see us there, come over and say hello. We might have something free to give to you. Maybe some stickers or maybe, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we'll, we've got. We'll, we'll put up a, a picture of us. Yeah, we'll put up well, a Obviously, Ike's coming with us. He, he's not a big fan of being on it in any retros, but we've got a picture of his hand on the blog post. I put up about it before, but yeah. we'll, they'll get a picture of uh, me and Jay. Yeah. So I don't mind being on photos now. If you spot us, come say hi. Yeah. Kick us in the shins, whatever. You know. No, don't kick us in the shins. All right, don't no. kick us in the shins. Because that's Jay-Z's thing. Oh, yeah. So if you spot Jay-Z, go kick him in the shins. Yeah, yeah. We're not, we'll well, put a picture of him. Specifically in the shin? Yeah, yeah, that's what he says. Whenever they, whenever the Coding Blocks dudes do a like an appearance at a conference, they always say, um, it's the other two guys, Alan and Michael, say, come over and kick Joe in the shins. Uh, <laughs> well, but as he said to us, you have to be quick because he might fall on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, with the retro video game fair, if you're there, come over and say hello because we're going to have our recording equipment. If you want to chat about video games for a couple of minutes... We're totally open to that because we're after collecting some thoughts of people who are there. Yeah, um, we've done it before. If you go back and listen to our interview with Steve Smith, it's called Interview This. Uh, we included an interview with him and then some audio afterwards of just us walking around and stuff. Ah, uh, so I mentioned about the virtual boy, didn't I? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if you're if you're going to be at that event, give us a shout. Let us know, and we'll we can maybe come over and say hello. So, Chief, what's your, what's your topic that you wanted to talk to us about this well, this, this time around? Well, you asked me to think Lies. of something to talk about. Yes. And I thought, there's um, 
there's four people about nowadays that play strategy games. <laughs> yes, and you're two of them. Yeah. So I thought for the other few, yes, I might <laughs> might give you a, a brief rerun of the old strats that, okay. that we put, the old real time strategy games that we used to play. Okay. So, in, I don't think we've got enough time. That's well, it, it, well, I'll keep it brief. I'll keep it brief. So, so, so I thought I thought I'd do a really, really brief like chat about um, your real-time strategy games. Okay. So, yeah. like, because um, they don't exist anymore now, do they? So, so, well, they do, but the golden era of it has, has passed. Yeah. Um, I mean, my first real-time strategy game was Dune Two on the Amiga. Yes. Got to get those, that spice. It's such a good game. You can't really but, say that here in Cakeland, can you? No. Because it means something uh, completely different. Yeah. We yeah. mean the spice. In, uh, for in, in Cakeland, it's actually a, a street drug. Mm. Yeah. So we mean in the gaming sense. Yes. Of Dune 2 back in the day, not the modern day iteration. Or r- rather the Dune series, the Dune canon. Yes. yes. With, yeah. with, without Sting. We're, we're, yeah. yeah, without Sting. And, but, and, uh, and that, that film, the David nose. Leach film. And, ah. that weird, and that weird rehydration tube up your nose, which is weird. Yeah. 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 Still watch it. So it's still good. Still good. Sandworms and whatnot. You but, say so. but, but 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 the thing was back then, for anyone who played, you had to. This was before the invention of the drag box. I don't know if people. Okay. You know what I mean <laughs> so, by the drag yeah, box. Yeah. So first. you mean like you click on an area and to keep the mouse button held and drag to form a square. Yeah. It selects falls... everything in that square. Yeah. Yeah. So Be- before like Warcraft and Command and Conquer had it. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But so June. You'd have to click um, on the unit, mm-hmm. and then you'd cl- click on move, which was on, on your sidebar, mm-hmm. and then you'd click on where left click on where you wanted to, to to move to. Obviously, I found out that you could use the abbreviation, so you could uh, click unit, press M to move, and then left click. So that speeded things up. But you had to click everything. It's all about that productivity, homie. Yeah, you know, well before you had the StarCraft players. Right? That's it with all the like, macros it, it, and that. I know, yeah, no, yeah. No, even without the macros, have you have you seen them? I, I watched. It was on Twitch. I was bored, and it said like StarCraft Championships, and it showed you uh, a camera above one of the championship contenders' mm-hmm. keyboard, and they're not allowed macros at all. So what they're doing is they're hitting all the keyboard shortcuts before it even starts. You just see the hands go. It's impressive how they do it, though, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's I mean, all muscle memory really... at that point. But you know when they've got. Yeah. But there's an optimum way to play those games. So like like there's a, there's what, an optimum you? well oh, we're, we're talking about StarCraft here right. uh, but th- there's there's an optimum build order which you if you don't do this and your competitors do it's you're going to be at a serious d- if, disadvantage if, you, if you're playing competitive yeah if, if you're just playing it by yourself yeah well, it's a whole different kind it's, of fish, it's it'll take longer mm. but if you've got a set way to do it and I mean it's like any sort of strategy game you get your own OCD about it and you do things a certain way and things have to be built in your case mm. it has to be perfectly symmetrical and oh yeah well yeah you like you, to build you get your stuff. OCD in, don't yeah, you? well yeah. you like to build a, a nice looking base so, yeah I'd rather it be functional well as long as you don't have tanks rolling over um, actual, you know, normal units mm. when they go out of the factory. It's all right. I don't care where I put it. It could be next to the toilet. I don't care. Well, run over the toilet. It don't matter. But we like it to be nice. But but anyway, June June two was 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 a really 
Was that well, your first experience then? That's where it first existed. That's 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 where you uh, first got hooked. Yeah, and then because you because you know, this was it's not like first person shooters like today and um, what what <laughs> the, the other nonsense you have. Uh, you have your open world nonsense. You have your first person shooter nonsense, and then you have your battle royale nonsense. Don't They're you? all one genre now. <laughs> Probably, yeah. A little you mushed know, into one. Yeah, thing. I would I would argue much. I would argue that the battle royale games like Fortnite, like PUBG, mm. are kind of real time strategy ish. <gasps> this oh, this say, is controversial. Well, let me, the strategies involved. Let me let me just caveat yeah, that okay, with yeah. real time strategy adjacent. It's kind of because with Fortnite you've got to build your buildings and and you've also got to protect them and all that kind of stuff. So you're still having to strategize mm. whilst also. So instead of it being a top-down map of click that, click that, click that, it's more yeah. of a f- third-person actiony sort. I of see what you're saying. Uh, there's still. I mean, to be fair, there's always tactics and strategies in any game, mm. but um, like you wouldn't consider it a strictly a, an RTS, would you? I don't think. Well, I wouldn't. Well, yeah, uh, that's, I, I that's why I'm thinking not necessarily strictly an RTS, sort of RTS adjacent. It has it's, some it's of like those, an action RTS. It's like, it's like all video games now are all sort of merging into one. It's now, it's now popular things from one section and, and mm. just put it together. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like RPG elements in open world games and... RPG elements in first-person shooters. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Apart and, from uh, Borderlands, because that just works. Yes, it does. It does work. I like Borderlands. Back to real time strategy. But yeah, but, right. Back so to anyway, your point. Your outrage d- point. June two, right? So there's your beginning, and then we move on to to the good. I'd say probably the golden age. I mean, is when Command and Conquer came about, and you know this was my first experience of that was a demo because I didn't have a PC, but I remember that time, uh, someone let me play the demo on their PC. And it was, it was just, I don't think they've ever seen me so quiet because I was just, it was, it was just different. And, and everything, what, you had the drag box, you build the base, and then you had, um. Who'd you play as first then? GDI. Oh, the demo only had GDI. Goody two so, shoes. <laughs> and then you had the, you know, building in progress, uh. I, I, I. Out de- of Tiberium. As, insufficient resources. As a developer, right. When you when you're building the software, so you write the software, you hit a button, and the computer takes over and just does some stuff to create the software that you're building, right? Mm. And it takes a while to compile it and to do all of those kinds of checks. And whenever it's doing that, and I need to change it, like oh bugger, I've broken something. I always go think to myself, unable to comply, building in progress, because it locks the computer. You see, you yeah, can't really yeah. do anything. That's why there's um, there's a brilliant um, XKCD. Of, uh, which is like a webcomic but with stick people mm. and it's uh, these two two stick figures sword fighting on the top of two office chairs and there's a speech bubble coming out from the background that says uh, what are you two doing get back to work and one of them has a speech bubble with our codes compiling because you can't do anything whilst it's compiling no so. no no so that's no. a bit of a, a programmer joke for all of the two programmers who listen hey, but- <laughs> hey make me a sandwich no Pseudo, make me a sandwich. Okay. God, that um, always works. But, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I always have that unable to comply building in progress in my head whenever, yes. whenever I'm writing software. Or silos is... needed. Yes. Yeah. Additional silos needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like to point out Command & Conquer when I first played it on the Saturn. What a console. First RTS, first and only RTS game I fully completed both sides of. That is it. Good game. Unit lost. Unit lost. God's sake. Unit lost. Yes. But yeah. it, it's a, 
I mean, there you go. I mean, you 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 both remember the yeah, the, exactly. the, the it, it's iconic on, on the superior console for the first. It is. It is to be fair, it, it is. It's like Doom, right? It's the like you said, the iconic. It's the the one that changed the business. Command and Conquer changed the entirety of yeah. RTSs as a as it's, a genre. It, it brought it into the mainstream, really, didn't it? It did, yeah. right? And you know, it was a point in. You know, and there was a crap ton of RTS clones and stuff yeah that, yeah uh, they all used like, like you said you know it had the click and drag box mm. it also had the live action segments with real oh, actors I was really I re- you know really enjoyed those I yeah. mean remember watching when, Re- when Red Alert was first out you had, oh. you had Stalin oh. doing oh, his Red thing Alert. I mean that, it, it's, it was just it was great it was just a great game and <laughs> it was just over the top acting let's and... send the antagonist back in time so a T-Rex eats him exactly yeah. right exactly it's you know, it's that that sort of Resident Evil style acting, you know, yeah. kind of over the top, but underplayed and not very good. And then I think uh, there's something that you're working on at the minute, Squidge, which may be out by the time this comes out, about Ric Flair being in one of them. Oh, he was um, in the third one, yeah. Yeah, he was in one of those. So oh, I'm not going to mention it because that's in a blog post and I don't want to ruin mm. it. Mm. Teaser, teaser. But yeah, mm. so definitely Command & Conquer is one of those that, I mean, it's, it's a huge series now because mm. it has been a huge, because it was so... If you'll pardon the pun, game changing. It was, it changed yeah. the industry of yeah. real time strategies. Like, if you look at the others that were around at the time that were not the same sort of idea, all you really had was, um, things like the Settlers and Age of Empires, which was like build up a small empire. Yeah, Whereas, Age of em- but, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Climb and Conquer, the, the thing about that that I remember is it wasn't always build a unit and go to the opposite side of the map because it yeah. was small maps. Mm. You had your resources in the middle and just mm-hmm. invade with angry bees or angry red dots. It was, some of the levels was, here's three units, go clear out the map. Yeah, yeah you had the squad missions always. That was um, it. Yeah, so, yeah. It, was so like, you, you, it was always, there was always one set route to go and you had to go back and figure it out and it was always password based as well. So you wrote all them down. Oh, yes, on the consoles yeah. it was password based. So you, had, you it, were yeah. passworded and then yeah. you had to I, I had a pad next to me and I drew, I drew routes yeah. for each map and each each um, part of the world you had to invade and stuff. And if it was command missions, yeah. I'd I'd get to the end of it just before it said failed. I'd I'd bring up the map and try and copy it down and write down the route I wrote. Yeah, so I would do yeah. It again. So I had paper everywhere. Actually, do you know that there's? Um, uh, I actually played Command and Conquer originally on the PS One, and back then. I had the um, the mouse, the PlayStation mouse peripheral oh, that came with it. I was just about to ask that. About was, that. Yeah, I had the mouse, oh, obvious, and it was um, you know, and I, and I had Red Alert with it. Oh, it was brilliant! I brilliant. think I think we need to jury rig some sort of Command and Conquer game with a dance mat and see see Chief try and play it. <laughs> Come on, P- people have completed the first three Dark Souls with dance mats, guitar guitars from Guitar drum kits. Donkey Konga, Congo drums, a Wii mode, a Wii steering wheel. I think we could get you try and play Command and Conquer with a dance. I don't do dancer, do I? I'm, I'm you like don't a, have to. I'm like a non-dancer. So uh, are you going to be playing a strategy game? Yeah, well, it's just this whole body. Well, that's well, like. well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if we can be set up. I'll Head here first. I'll find a way of doing it. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah, we can give that a try. So yeah, so Command mm-hmm. and Conquer by the wonderful Westwood Studios, yeah. which don't exist anymore. Who, who obviously made Dune two as well. Yeah, and yeah. and then and then so 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 we had Command and Conquer Red Alert, and 
I think they're still in the Tiberium Sun, which was essentially Commander Core 2, had a different sort of art style. That it was that weird had, um, sci-fi. If I remember correctly, the the ally side of Tiberium Sun, you had live action segments and it had Michael Bean in it. Yeah, it did. He was yeah. um and for God, um, that was that was corny acting, John, but it was still funny. It was um Carl Reese. From Michael Biehn, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say John Cleese then. John Cleese. <laughs> yeah, he played know, John Cleese in the film. No, I haven't. No, yeah, no. he played John Cleese. I'm watching John Cleese in Aliens <laughs> now. John Cleese in the first Cal Cal Reese, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then they made the other movies, didn't they? Yeah, uh, unfortunately. But that would be a, a Monty Python um, real time strategy game. You have to unleash the Ministry of Silly Walks and. Yeah. Um, and the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I mean, there were a, a, a bunch of Monty Python games. Spot but I use I used games in... in loosely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very loosely. It was literally just an Like app. a Flash game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was an application that had clickable areas all over the screen. You clicked it and it would play yeah. an audio excerpt from one of the episodes or one oh, yeah, of the movies so, yeah. that was literally all it was because you can't really do a game of Monty Python really I think I think there were some back in the day like on the Amstrad and the well Amiga I wouldn't understand what the point would be like, to us scrollers and stuff but yeah mind you they did go for that phase of making platformers for anything they really did, yeah. yeah Everyone did like, that. It was, it was. Um, that was shortly before the video what, game crashed. Oh, yeah. what was the name of the company that did all the licenses? Ocean. Ocean, yeah, they did Jaws. They did everything, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, and they did. Yeah, oh, all of any God. any eighties movie you can think of. Yeah. It was a platformer and Ocean. Yeah, in it. Ocean probably made a video game of it. <laughs> Ocean Software, yeah. What a load of <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but so, so I'm gonna have to beep that now. Then <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say now. So we've gone from Grand and Conquer, Westwood Studios are... Because like, you can follow the evolution of the real-time strategy games with Westwood Studios, right? They yeah. did really, 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 really well, and then they got bought by EA, and then essentially real-time strategies end at that well, point. Well, Generals was still quite good. Yeah. Uh, mm. but it was all right, but it, it didn't really change the form. It was still, find your resources, build a base... Send your troops across, blah 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 blah. There's some yeah, special powers. Yeah, fix it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So just give it good. a more interesting storyline to play with. Uh, yeah. Even Command and Conquer Three was pretty good, but yeah. once EA got their hands on it, it became I wouldn't say straight away, but um, it it wasn't. It just kind of died. And you, you know, I think it was because I played Command and Conquer Three, mm. and it had because I got it on PC and I got it for Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. Yeah. Because I like a bit of a challenge. And then I got Red Alert 3 on PC. Now, Red Alert 3 on PC, I'm not too sure if the second one did this because I never played the second one, but every unit had a secondary skill. No, the second one didn't do that. The third one turns into. In in Red Alert 3, every single unit had a secondary skill. So you had infantry, and your secondary skill is you could dig out a a kill bunker. Mm. So you could stand your ground and have these kill bunkers so Mm. everyone came towards you. Every single unit had that. So for me, Red Alert 3 turned very slowly into like a Warcraft clone. Because mm. in the game of, not World of Warcraft, but the Warcraft games, <laughs> yeah. select units had other abilities they could use and it was like mm. a timer-based thing. And the thing was, for you to excel, you needed to learn each and every unit mm. what they did, what the secondary ability was, when to turn it on, when to invade, when to fling yourself across the map. Because most of the time you started off on an island and you had to get off the island and invade at the same time. And there was always a finite amount of resources. That's how most of the skirmish maps started yeah. when I was playing it. And it was really difficult. And it didn't help when certain characters wouldn't help you. They'd just berate you. But I'll, I'll leave that for the blog. Um, mm. The blog thing I did not it. But it was just... it, it turned, For me, it turned into um, Command and Conquer meets 
like Warcraft and World of Warcraft with all the abilities. You I had think with it. why that happened with Red, uh, Red Alert Three was because it was in a phase when um, Starcraft was about, and the the because originally Command and Conquer was just about building your troops. So that you, you, your units never had a secondary ability, mm. but stuff like Starcraft came about where they had it got like heavily popular. Didn't it? Had every unit like maybe had like an extra ability, and so that sort of trend moved into Red Alert as well. And it also became Red Alert became a bit cartoony as well, which I personally didn't really appreciate. But to be honest, the overall gameplay was still there. Mm. It's only really until Command and Conquer Four. I never that played it, that. that. It was, was, that was just they that, took base building out of it. And, that, um, did they? What's the point of a Command uh, and Conquer yeah, game that if that you was, can't build up a base? Uh, no, no, Kane no. was back in it, wasn't he? Uh, he was. Um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for Sorry, Kane, Kane, Kane's revenge was the second Command and Conquer, wasn't it? Um, I know because he wanted one of them. He died. He, 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 he was supposed to die at the end of the first one. He didn't. He was. Um, well, there was an expansion pack to Command and Conquer Three, mm. not Red Alert Three, which was Kane's Kane's Wrath, and he was in that. Mm. Unfortunately, I've not finished it. <laughs> but I just, I just played them. I just played them. But um, yeah, he, he he was in Four as well. But I've been I, again, not played that because he was on the front cover of Four. And it was blue. It was. Command yeah, Command yeah. Was blue. It had the online. It had his um, uh, always access, online yeah. that uh, DRM that old on. chestnut. Oh, that new chestnut. And it won. It just panned. And then people just stopped playing strategy games. And so it kind of. It so kind it, of here's a death. question for you. This is, this is a weird question. I just thought I might interrupt because I know mm. you've got a few more to go through. But would I don't know if you've played the recent iterations, but I right. mean, I've, I've played the third one. Would you consider the newer versions of Sims games strategy games? Sims? Sims. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sabate by GH. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Gay. See the show notes for more details. Hello everyone and welcome uh, to... Really, Squidge? Yep. Really? I had to get out somehow. Oh well, well good luck editing that, Squidge. <laughs> <laughs> Edit. You think I'm going to take that out? Fair enough. Right. Ah. Uh, <laughs>